0: Welcome to the Adoptee Thoughts Podcast. I am your host, Melissa Guida-Richards, an author, adoptee, and mom. Each week, we will delve into the nuances of adoption, as well as tips for how to bring up difficult discussions in your adoptive family. And most importantly, we will not shy away from tough topics. So thanks for joining me today, and let's jump into your weekly dose of Adoptee Thoughts. Okay, can, can you please introduce yourself and
1: tell us a little bit about your adoption story? All right, Good. All right.
2: Um, so I am Leanne Baglin. Um, I'm also a Korean American adoptee. Um, I, was, I came to the United States when I was about six months old um, to a white, a Caucasian family um, in New Jersey. So I grew up in New Jersey, I still live in New Jersey, East Coast native for, <laughs> forever. Um, and I guess in comparison to Katie and Scott is like, I kind of grew up, um, around adoptees a little bit more. So I had a little bit more like knowledge and access to community and stuff like that. So I've been involved Mm -hmm. with adoption since I started going to a camp when I was young and then kind of worked through, um, as a teenager and then went into social work as I got older. So it's been like in my, (laughs) in my environment, uh, for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like you know, I oh also my brother, I have a brother who was also adopted. We are not biologically related though. He's um three years younger than me. Yes, yeah, so he's Korean American also. We were both adopted through Holt. Yeah. Um and we were very opposite in like the interest that we had. So I was very interested in everything and he was just like, Nope, I don't want to know about any of it. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> so we're both ends of the spectrum.
1: Yep, that's great. That's great. We can, uh, who's the middle? Who's the middle?
3: Uh, that would okay, be me. Uh, my,
1: name's,
3: <laughs> yeah, my name's Scott McCrary. I'm also a Korean American adoptee. I was adopted around six months old uh, to or through Dylan International, which is based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, to also a Caucasian family. They also had. I mean, Katie and Scott would probably two, start this off because they connected before I even came uh, into Biologically, the before they adopted me. Okay. The, uh, they basically, I think at that point, were a little bit older and wanted a boy. So <laughs> rather than try again, they adopted. Um, uh, I was actually <laughs> as well named for my mother's favorite dog, a Scottish Terrier. So uh, that's where that came from. Um, yeah, um, I haven't done much about it as far as, you know, adoption, searching, things like that, um, until recently when I found out about, you know, other siblings here. Um, so it, this is still a, a pretty new part of my journey as far as things with adoption go. Hi
0: everyone, this is Melissa. I am just inserting Katie's bio right here because we had some technical difficulties doing an interview with multiple people. Um, the rest will be normal recording, but this is just a little bit about Katie. Katie Ares is, uh, Katie Erez is a 40 year old Korean adoptee born in kaeyun South Korea. Katie was adopted at the age of three months old. Raised as an only child, she lived in Pennsylvania before her family moved to Central Florida, which she considers her hometown. Most of Katie's career has been spent in roles within the nonprofit sector. Katie now calls Arizona home, where she spends her free time exploring the outdoors with her husband and two dogs. Katie is grateful to have connected with Leigh and Scott and is enjoying the important role of being an uni and nuna.
1: Well, I, I I always am very appreciative of people coming on and sharing their stories, and especially you guys because you found each other. Can you tell us how that happened and how long ago was
3: it? Uh, okay, sorry. I, I figured you know, we were going oldest to youngest again, but either way. So um, I did. Uh, so my wife okay. is big into her family genealogy and everything. So she decided she wanted to do uh, DNA testing um, to find out more things. Uh, we initially did the Ancestry one. When it came back, like I was just did it to, you know, be like, hey, I don't know anything about my DNA makeup. Maybe there's something interesting there. Uh, so I did it and mm-hmm. it came back and it said I was 100% East Asian. And I was like, well, that doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> so we looked into it and we like, found out that or we heard that 23andMe was a bit more specific with the Asian. Country, so we did that one to try it out, um, and it's probably a year went by um, until I got notified. Like Katie sent me a message because uh, she, I think, hadn't logged on in a long time because she had done it previous to me um, and didn't find anything. And then uh, I believe that she logged on like a year after I did it, and that's how we connected through that.
1: Wow, that that is so cool. I was able to reconnect with the sibling through twenty three and me too. so this is like super special and i am excited to to hear more.
4: Uh, Katie, so you reached out first, right? Ooh, um yeah, so, I you know I I received my gift um or received 23 and me as a gift um for the holidays from my employer at the time and you know I I got it and it was cool and you know and I kind of similarly to what you've both shared is that um you know I I had kind of just gone along and not really had any I don't know questions or or you know here maybe a curiosity here and there but it, you know I just I don't know it wasn't one of those things that i um had ever really looked into very much and so i was like okay well maybe this can tell me if i'm you know predisposed to something or if i have allergies that i might not be aware of maybe i can you know find something out through that so i i, I shelved it for a little while um you know i didn't take the test for a couple of months and then i took it same thing as Scott, you know, I got my results back and at that time the data was was not really thorough or they hadn't had enough samples. And so I was then at that time, I was one third Korean, one third Japanese and one third Chinese. So I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, and I was like, OK, cool, <laughs> you know, then then she it for a couple of years until. Um, I just, I one day I just woke up on, you know, on a on a Sunday and just thought, let me just make sure that my password works. And I wonder if anything else has come of this. Probably because I started to see commercials. And then, um, you know, when I when I opened it up, I saw a notification that just said, "We found your brother," or we think we found your brother. You know, his name is Scott McCreary. And and I think the thing that we still talk about too is that it's interesting because somehow you know in the year gap between Scott signing up for 23 and me and me um i guess enrolling or re-enrolling is that somehow the the notifications like weren't turned on during that time but then when i re-logged in then they were and i can't remember consciously you know checking that box of yes i'll share my information but thank goodness he wasn't just waiting for a year thinking you know she doesn't want to connect and so i did like the minute that i you know saw that notification i'm like i don't know what to do but do you want to talk?
1: So <laughs> That is so exciting. How how did you, uh, Leanne, how, how did you get into the, did you do 23andMe too?
2: Yeah, so I also did 23andMe. It was, it's kind of funny because I've told both, I told everybody like when the DNA testing kits came out, I was very like hardcore against them because I felt like at first they were very predatory, like marketing towards adoptees and I didn't, oh, just didn't yeah. sit right with me. Um, so, but for, I don't know why one day randomly, like I saw a really big sale on the kits and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to do it with some kind of switch happened in my brain. And I was like, maybe there's some kind of health thing I could look out for, find out anything. Um, so I just randomly bought, (laughs) just randomly bought the kit in the middle of COVID. Basically. Mm -hmm. Um, I submitted my DNA sample, um, and got it back in 2020. Like I remember we were in lockdown, my kids were playing in the backyard and I got, Um, I got the results back and it said, you have two siblings. Now I had previously done a birth search and I had found out like limited information about our birth family. So Mm -hmm. I knew that we have, we have two Korean siblings in Korea. So I thought, oh, maybe this is them. This could be wild. But then I opened up the, you know, the site to see like, no, they're, they're not in Korea. They are in America and they're older than me. And it was wild. It's been a wild ride since then, but you know, incredible. Um, I think I sent a message to Scott, yeah. right? Scott, you probably have a better memory of what I how, like, Yeah. He's got, he's got the best- No,
3: yeah, so I was uh, I was actually at work and I just randomly logged back in. I just, ever since I found out about Katie, I would just randomly log in just to check, is it- uh, I, What if? Yeah, because uh, <laughs> since me and my wife did it together, like the notifications go to her email, so I never got them. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, get bored at work. And I was like looking in and I, I remember, like I was just sitting there at work like in a room full of people and just like, Oh, you know, ex- expl- expl- expletive. And everyone's like, look, I was like, what, what's wrong? I was like, I have another sister. And I was just like, I just couldn't believe it. So I was like, immediately I was like, I had to stop. I went home for the day. I was like, I can't do anything here now. Uh, Cause you know, it's just a whole, you know, every emotion you could think of just rushes through your body all at the same time. And it's just, it's, you know, it's amazing. It's overwhelming. It's scary. It's everything. And um, so, yeah, it was just awesome. But yeah, it's, the same thing it's like one of those like big things in history is like what where were you when this happened mine was always like what was i doing when i found out about my sister so
1: yeah yeah i I totally can relate because i i remember getting that email and like in the in my car in the parking lot just waiting to go into an appointment i was like i remember the exact like day and the weather or whatever because it's super special but i feel like a lot of people don't realize how overwhelming it can be too because like we have all this excitement and obviously we're we're happy to find family but it's also a little scary. (laughs) right
2: right yeah absolutely right and you're not really sure you know what are they like are they open to this is there some kind of circumstance that will go wrong you know there's so many questions
1: yeah yeah did you guys just email back and forth did you immediately hop on the phone like how how did you approach
4: your relationship with each other from then on Gosh, I feel like I, well, okay, I can take this. I think, you know, for a while, because like of that nervousness that you mentioned, like with Scott, it was, you know, we were, I think I I was so trying to be formal and I was like, oh, we're going to email, you know, I I don't want (laughs) to, I want to be professional about this, you know, this is like respect everything. And so I think, you know, we started, I mean, even though I had already like, even I think before I got the first response, like I had already, you know, my husband and I had already looked him up on Facebook or like how many Koreans got my queries can we find? And so I'm like, I think this is him. <laughs> um, you know, so before, like we had already done all that. And then, you know, I'm like, hi, you know, sending everything really formal, right, Scott, we were super like, (laughs) for a while, it was like (laughs) emails and emails. And then I was like, oh, maybe, you know, instant messages here through 23andMe. And then I think eventually we we ended up like going to social too. And then it just became more of like, texting and, you know, memes and understanding that like, we were like, oh, this is great. Because, you know, like, you get it, (laughs) like, you have this, you know, feeling about this day or um, things like that. So I think that,
3: yeah, it was funny because me and katie had not officially like had a phone conversation (laughs) um like so we we didn't really talk to each other that way until we actually met for the first time uh like Mm -hmm. everything was back and forth through social media like i think every once in a while like like a snapchat and you could hear each other's voice but never actually live talking to each other on the phone
1: yeah yeah it feels like a big step yeah like I, I know for me and my, my sisters, we were emailing too. Like, I don't know why. Right. It was <laughs> to be best best <laughs> practices. <then> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like, Warm regards. <laughs> like, thank you so right. much for taking the time <laughs> to speak with right. me. <laughs> like, I was just curious. Right. What are your favorite hobbies? Like, it, it was just very formal. And then like, I, I think it took a year and a half until we were like, you know what, maybe we should change phone numbers. <laughs> we were ready for that type of commitment. And meanwhile, you know, we're we're siblings, we're related. Um are you guys um do you know if you're full siblings or half siblings? Yeah, we're hundred percent full
2: siblings.
3: Wow. Um, that's, that's that's
2: the wildest part, I think. <laughs> um
1: Yeah, that's exciting. I I I'm just like nerding out here, geeking out. Well, you know what? Like something that I
2: think about often is, especially Melissa, like with you and your sisters, something that we have, you know, that's worked out really kind of lucky for us is that we are, all, we were all adopted to the United States. So we all speak the same language and we all have the same yes. references for culture and the way, you know, we can interact. So, like, while there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the deep seated like grief and anger, like we could have had our whole lives together, all of these things, like, we are very fortunate in that it's, you know, just easier to communicate. And we can do that without having to have all those barriers. Um, And it's been, that's been really, really helpful for us. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree, and I, I think some people when they hear like stories like this, they're like, "Wow, like you guys were all adopted to different families and this and that." It, like it is unique, but it's not that uncommon that there's so many out there. Like we don't know how many other adoptive families are broken up like this. Yeah. and it's kind of amazing to think that just because we all were like, "Huh, let's take a chance. Let's take a chance and do DNA, see what's going to happen," and then now here we are. Right, you know. Right. Absolutely.
2: It's just really, yeah, a decision, a random choice here or there that changes the trajectory of all of it.
1: Um, have you, have you guys, I think Scott mentioned that he met up with Katie. Have you all met up in person yet? Yes.
2: No, Scott. Yeah. I mean, you guys. <laughs> That's
3: fine. Yeah. So, um, we have all officially been together once, um, yeah, I, I, I've had, obviously before we found out about Lee, me and Katie had met up a few times, met up with Lee since, and then um, we both, me and Lee flew out to Phoenix to see Katie. Um, so that was the one time we've all been together.
4: Yeah. yeah, I know, I think that was the hardest part too, is, you know, like we found out about Lee, like right as everything was like starting to lock mm-hmm. down. And so even when we were thinking like, oh, wow, um, you know, we, we want to try to plan something. We were like, well, we don't know when this could be or if that's going to be possible for a long time. So they were wonderful enough to come out for a really quick like 48 hour turnaround. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that's 48 hours.
1: I Yeah, the, meeting your, your siblings in, in person is definitely like a really great experience. And for me, I know like, at first, I, I was really worried. I was like, "Oh no, is this gonna be so awkward? Like right. oh, you know like we're we're strangers, but we're not. We're siblings, but we're like this is this is a weird dynamic. but for for me and my sisters, it, it kind of felt really natural. And I was really surprised and pleasantly surprised that that it was so normal just to walk in the room and be like, "Okay, it's not weird to hug you. Like it feels like you are my sister." And I was worried that there was going to be like that awkward separation that we wouldn't be able to kind of mesh together. Right.
2: Yeah. I had those same those same concerns for sure. It was like, how do you how do you catch up on a whole lifetime with a person that you like are naturally connected to biologically, but you have never interacted with at all? But I mean, I think that we had all the same experience where it just felt really natural. We all just clicked together. And any Mm -hmm. of that, like, concern of awkwardness just kind of flew out the window the minute we (laughs) got together. It's been really amazing. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Since reconnecting, have you guys found more of an interest to get involved with, like, the adoptee community since then than before?
4: (laughs) Dude, we can go. We can go oldest to youngest again. <laughs> well, I think you know it's it's been amazing because you know I, I will say from like I guess my my point of view, you know, I I had kind of written a narrative for myself, and I felt like I was just this like one person, you know, living in the world, and um, and that was it, and that was all my expectation. And then you know to find Scott and Lee, um, and also with Lee's background and like all of her knowledge, and being able to to just I don't know, like appropriately to like provide that support has just been amazing because she's brought in some of these, like, you know, I'm like, oh, like, is this normal? Like, have we felt this way? And so I think to like, you know, having Scott and to like bounce ideas off of like, is it, you know, is, is it okay? Like, have you gone through this? Do you feel these feelings or am I being too sensitive? Um, It's definitely opened my eyes and, you know, it's been a, I think a slower process for me um, to try to like, you know, so I'm like tipping my toes in the water. I wouldn't say I'm like, Jumping in with a cannonball, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm dabbling. <laughs> but it's definitely started to, to pique my interest, and you know, we've had, um, some information, I guess, you know, and sharing and stuff. And it's, uh, I don't know, it it is, it's it's a lot and it's overwhelming, but um, I think really, I guess, fulfilling, yeah. in a way, you know, there's like a connection that I just, I always say that I never knew that I missed. Mm. Until now I have it. I'm like, it just, it adds like another level, I think, to, yeah. to just feeling. No, I, I completely <laughs> agree with that. Book.
3: Um, so yeah, I, as far as, you know, obviously knowing I'm adopted, I didn't really I don't know, make, say I'd have problems with it, but there are definitely things about adoption that I'd never really opened myself up to or realized um, much until, you know, finding about Katie and then especially. Um, even more so with Lee, being that she has a background in it as well. Um, you know, she's helped introduce us to you know other you know adoptee groups, like on your Facebook and stuff like that. That you know, you realize even though you know they're out there, you actually have a visualization of other people that have similarities through adoption that you do. Um, and you know, it's nice seeing those things. Even though every single person's story is different with adoption, there's something we can all relate to, and it's nice knowing that you know, you're not the only one feeling these certain things about this stuff that you feel like you can't talk to, because nobody else understands it.
0: Right?
2: Yeah, it's been really, um, it's been really helpful just to have these two, like we're constantly texting and just bouncing feelings and <laughs> ideas and random thoughts off of each other. So it's been really great in that, like, the support is 100% there. Like, we could be texting at 3 30 in the morning and there's someone responding. Usually, Scott, never sleep. <laughs> right. Um, Scott, Scott is like on okay. it. <laughs> Scott never sleeps, but um, it's been really great, you know? And then also, like, having a little bit of a background in adoption, I've been able to kind of pull in, especially now, you know, there's so many more resources, whether it's like, authors, webinars, Instagram, you know, like there are so many more voices of adoptees that are so like can help to kind of guide everybody through this as a collective. It's been really helpful. So I know like you specifically, I have recommended your book to countless people. Um, You you know, there's so many Mm -hmm. great resources that like can just help you understand that like you're not alone in these feelings and it's totally normal to have whatever kind of emotion that comes up and how, you know, how
1: complicated it can be the journey yeah yeah and like the support network of like siblings and now like the community on social media it's really amazing to see how different it is from like our generation growing up where like you know there wasn't as much there was some like cultural camps and like picnics once in a while but now it's just like a touch of our fingers we can find out so much information we can connect and it's it's really beautiful to see
2: right absolutely. I mean, I would have loved to have some of these yeah. resources growing up, you know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm so excited that people can hear, like, firsthand, um, because when we think of reunion, at least when I do, I, I think of, like, news shows where, like, there's people running into a room and then hugging and crying. And then that's all we see, really, you know? So it's like what comes after. So what else? And it's it's nice to see that we can build these relationships. We can keep them strong. We can communicate. You guys are texting all the time. That's great to hear. You know, <laughs> and it's just wonderful, um, in this journey. I I'd like to know if. Ever- any of you have found any similarities that you, you were wondering, like, cause my sisters, it was funny. We asked each other like, Oh, what's your favorite color? All of us purple. As <laughs>
4: say, like, oh that's purple. awesome us, color, purple.
1: did you have any of those like light bulb moments?
4: <laughs> well, I can, well, I'll just start with one thing. The one thing that we do notice is like when, when there's two of us that really like something and then one of us that doesn't or vice versa, like I tend to be and like the food, Different thing. I don't know. Like, so it's like when we find something that's different, then we tend to, like, you know, I'm either like having a breakfast burrito or I'm (laughs) putting tons of cilantro on my plate, you know, because I love cilantro and they don't. But like finding those little things, and it's funny because you get to like celebrate that. I don't know. So we've turned those into a lot of inside jokes, but Mm -hmm. definitely. I mean, yeah. uh,
2: I think all of, I, well, Katie and I, I know we've discussed how we both had like deeper voices. So I, I, I mean, I can speak for myself when I say like I was always a little self-conscious of like my man voice when I talk. <laughs> but, um, and like Katie and I also individually before meeting both decided somehow that like we were only going to wear black clothes. So we literally, like, <laughs> we only wear black clothes and that had nothing to do with one another. <laughs> Absolutely. Our handwriting
1: is very similar.
4: It is very similar it's Uh, strange
1: yeah it's really but cool very weird that Mm -hmm. that is super cool and then it's funny because i can see that with like my my husband and his his dad and now my kids They're, they're starting to write and i'm like wow that is so weird how like little things like that as an adoptee, I never would have guessed because my parents and I, we don't have the same like, right. handwriting. But it's these little things that, like, make these connections extra special and why I, I think, like, connecting mm-hmm. with bio is is just, like,
2: amazing. <laughs> yeah. It really opens your eyes to a lot of stuff. Like, before this process, I was very heavy- heavy believer into nurture over nature, you know? And then after this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't think that anymore
1: (laughs) at all.
2: Because sometimes like Scott and I will look at ourselves in a picture and we could be twins, like our faces are...
1: Mm-hmm. exactly the mm-hmm.
2: same it's really weird actually
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I know like people who are listening can't see but i can see the similarities like between lee and scott i haven't really been able to see Katie because the camera hasn't been working <laughs> <laughs> yeah we definitely <laughs> share those qualities too, <laughs> <Me> too. yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a it's a whirlwind to be able to look at somebody though, you know, look at somebody and say, like, oh my gosh, I share I share these things with this person, you know. Yeah. Wild experience in your 30s.
4: And something random yeah, too is exactly. I think we all have really like large calves and we've you know, Lee and I have complained about that as far as trying to fit ourselves in boots, but like now we're just like, Oh, we own it. Like we're the family that has really solid calves.
1: So you know. Exactly. I love it. Um so I'm just wondering, are are you guys all married? Do you have children?
2: So I I am married. Um, I have a husband and two mm-hmm. biological children.
3: Uh, I am married, no children as of yet.
4: And I am married, um, no children. They have two um, adult stepsons. Oh, that's that's cool too.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. I I just like find it really cool to see the dynamics of families working out because I know one of my sisters she has two kids and they're twins and like my my kids are already like oh my cousins my cousins this and that Um, so it's just wonderful to see like the the different families and how they grow and how beautiful it is because you know you guys are coming from like different states right so and now you have all these connections across the United States that we didn't expect to have.
2: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, it's really funny. I tell Katie and Scott a lot of the time. Some, like, every probably every two weeks, my kids will come to me and they'll be like, Wait, mom, how many aunts and uncles do I have again? Because then they count like Katie and Scott, and then Scott's sisters, and then like everybody that just keeps kind of going out. And then they're like, Katie's husband and Katie's husband's siblings, do they count
1: too? Like, it just gets bigger. And bigger. When you start putting up like, really like a fun. family tree just to, to keep track of all the different. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. so oh, okay. Thank you guys. Um I, is there anything you want to talk about that we haven't mm. chatted about?
2: I mean, I guess yes. the thing that I would like to just mention because because this story is like for us and our experience has been, you know, the narrative is like overwhelmingly positive, right? Because we're getting these beautiful relationships and and we're still like getting to know each other and it's really awesome. But I'm gonna get emotional talking about it, but it brings up so much of, you know, it brings up so much anger, so much grief. And there is a lot of the hurt involved in it. And um, especially as we go through and like, we learn more things about our birth family and our siblings over there and how we might not ever get a chance to connect with them. Like, it depends. It just depends on how things turn out. Like, we don't know. And the, the fact that we could have had our whole lives together Even over here as adoptees, we could have been in contact if things were done differently. You know, if the agencies had a different, had a way to do this better and keep the family together, if there were ways for, you know, just more accountability and more transparency through the process, like there could have been a lot less secondary kind of trauma from the process, you know? So while it has been overwhelmingly positive and really, really great for us, it's it's complicated. Just like any other aspect, yes. <laughs> you know, it's full of ups and downs and all of those nuances that don't get talked about.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's really important to share because it, it there is a lot of grief involved too. And it's like, we want to be grateful for having these new connections, but we did miss out on a lot. And I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, be the grateful adoptee, you, you, you know, let it go, let it go. But it, it affects us, you know, in our day to day. Like, you can't help but wonder, like, what if I did grow up with my my sister and my brother, and like, what now? What extra steps do I have to go through to kind of nurture these relationships that I don't know? I feel like, in part, like we shouldn't have had to fight so hard. And, right. Right. Um, so it, it, it's 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 complex, and so uh, thank you for for sharing that with us.
4: No, I think um. I don't know. I think, you know, Lee, I I so agree with what you were saying too. I think that like in in everything, you know, like thank goodness now we have each other too to lean on through this, but like there are, there are some things that, you know, that do pop up. Like if we get a response or we get that, that maybe we'll be able to find more information or maybe we'll hear something, you know, it's it's trying to balance too, like expectation and, you know, and hope. Um, and I, I think it is that, you know, that um, kind of re... I guess, um, or maybe bringing some feelings to the surface, you know, there's a lot of, I think, self exploration that goes along with it. And you kind of have to be prepared for that too. Um, you know, and, and, um, I think just kind of, and, and also too, just with the more, you know, with more social media and with more resources, mm-hmm. you know, and with more communities, um, you know, and, and also knowing that you like, you're not alone and there is more than the, the gratitude narrative of, you know, I'm, I was raised in a, you know, a, a loving home and I had a roof over my head. I mean, there's so much more to it and that, that that's okay, right? That it's okay to feel that way. Um, but I, I do agree. There's that whole spectrum of <laughs> really complicated um, layers and, um, but it's, but it's neat.
1: Yeah, and I I found, too, that just being adopted, my sisters are all adopted. They were adopted into the same family. So it's just a little bit different than you guys' dynamic. But still, our perspectives on adoption have changed and evolved in our reactions to it, too. And I, I can see, like, one of my older sisters will be, like, really emotional and kind of not standoffish, but a little hesitant to be involved in like search for birth family in Colombia and stuff like that. And I think it's okay to, to realize that we're all at different stages and just because we were all adopted and we're all belated, it's okay for us not to agree on everything and to, to kind of take things day by day too. And I, I feel like sometimes there can be a pressure to make sure that we're, we're connecting and we're, we're doing enough, but it's okay to also work on yourself and take the time that you need to digest things.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. Everybody's on their own track. So it's important mm-hmm. to keep that yes. in mind. Definitely.
3: No, I think that's another good thing about our relationships here is that, uh, you know, I feel like I can just text or say anything that's on my mind. doesn't matter what it is. Like, I got not even sometimes think twice about it. And I was like, you know, if there's anybody else, I probably wouldn't have even sent that message. Um, but the fact that I can send it to them and not worry about it, um, you're not worried about judgment or them thinking is like, well, you're just ridiculous. Or even if they do feel that way, they'll straight up tell me and that's fine. And then, you know, I'm glad that I have that sort of relationship with them. Cause you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't have that type of relationship with my you know adopted family, which is nothing wrong with that. We just had a completely different dynamic growing up, um, and then, you know, finding mm-hmm. blood family, you know, this far along in life, you know, you don't have all the time to develop, you know, relationships through, you know, more milder paths and things, you know, you kind of just like, I, it's like, I need to know now, like, do you like this? Do you not like this? What are your limits? Like, can I tell you some really outrageous joke and you not get upset at me? You know, things like that. You know? <laughs> there are several outrageous yeah. jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How <laughs> uh, all um, like? I'm wondering how your your families, your adoptive families, have all like reacted to you guys finding siblings. Because my my mother was very shocked and very kind of close. She was like, I don't know about this, you know, how can you trust it? She didn't really believe in like DNA testing too. But then my dad, was like, You gotta visit that marble way. Go, 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 go. And So I was like, okay, which one so I was, like, yeah. so I was curious.
2: That's right. Yeah, because I right, everybody gets their own opinions on this because They're like, they're, you know, it's not a story you hear very often. So everybody's like, oh my gosh. And they like throw their thoughts on you. Um, So I know my, my adoptive family has been super supportive. They are just like gung ho about whatever, you know, I choose to do. They're very good about like kind of letting me lead the pace of things without like dumping Mm -hmm. all their thoughts on me. Um, But like there have been definitely like extended family and friends that are a little more opinionated. And I'm like, I have to remind myself, like, (laughs) okay, just just don't even listen to it, you know, because it gets to be too much. Um, Mm -hmm. but I mean, for the most part, people are very, are, are very supportive and very, um, you know, positive about it. I get uh, it having, okay. So managing people's expectations though, has been hard because they're like, oh, well I get to meet them when they come out and visit or like, let's all make a family (laughs) vacation together. And I'm like, no, like, absolutely not. I need to pace this for myself (laughs) first. Like Mm -hmm. let me go through this process and then maybe I'll be able to include you like down the line if I have that emotional capability to include you. But um, you know, everybody just kind of expects to be like, fully included and immersed in this whole experience because to them it kind of just feels like probably like a movie or something you know, when there's yeah. more to it
1: and they get that. excited right, right, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> right yeah, so I'm like, my family's like oh, let's just, you know, I'll fly them to my house I'm like, no,
1: you can't do that That's not how <laughs> work.
2: You know, like, chill. but yeah, I mean been good uh, (laughs) a little too much on this end but positive
1: and supportive definitely
3: yeah uh, i'd say my family i mean my family has never been very um vocally emotionally or things like that just how they kind of grew up um but everyone's been supportive they're happy for me about it um they haven't as been probably as um involved as let's say lee or maybe katie's family have been uh which is fine it's just like i said how we are but they've all been generally Supportive. yeah but i do know that you know katie and lee's family is very supportive of it and, you know i it's funny because i've messaged like with both of their mothers you know <laughs> and, and so, like, i have my own conversations with them separate so yeah it's it's fun
2: he's working very hard to become the favorite <laughs> child of all absolutely
4: of oh. absolutely <laughs> and we're like oh he uh, does it again <laughs> Yeah, I think you know I the same. I mean, you know, my my family was really um really supportive. I will say that, you know, my I mean my mom too was pretty pretty transparent with me. She did um and she still does sometimes have those insecurities where she, you know, especially like being an only child, I think, you know, my parents like eyes were just focused on me and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're like one child. And so now having siblings, um, you know, at first, I think it brought up a lot of th- like questions for my mom too. And she's, you know, shared with me some of her insecurities of now like, does does this mean that, you know, you you love me less or, you know, does this make you, does this, and she's asked me, you know, did I do the wrong thing? You know, I, she's shared that, you know, she was recommended to, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the terminology, but more of like, almost like an assimilation, right? Into, into yeah. you know, just like kind of just this like, you know, white American culture. Um, You know, and and by not letting me explore, you know, my Korean heritage. You know, she'll ask me like, did you know? Did have you longed for that? Is that something? You know, did we mess up? And so, I think it's also, you know, it it's something that, you know, we're we're working through too. But it's also been really great because then these are these are conversations that I feel like I have longed for, like for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that maybe we didn't really have the courage to 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 talk about or to really like. You know, be able to articulate those feelings. And so um, I just think that there's, that's, that's progress to me, you know, and being able to, to see that. And now, like, of course, like my mom is like, oh, well, Scott asked me how my day went and he knows where I went shopping. And so, you know, there's the... <laughs> like you know, or she knows what's going on with Lee because she's like, well, did you see you know um, you know Victoria won this <laughs> this tournament the other day and I'm like, no, I'm so thankful that you like follow her very closely on Facebook because I want to know that, you know. <laughs> so it's it's really cool. Um, you know and then there is that other like layer too of you know where we're exploring things that we haven't um, spoken about before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I totally can relate to that. And too, Uh, I I recently had a conversation with my mom. She's like, you know, I wish I did do things differently. But like, like you said, back then, a lot of adoptive parents were told, you know, welcome the baby into your life and, you know, assimilate like that, that will make them feel loved and understood. And there wasn't as much education and research and just resources available back then. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important for like, adoptive parents and even adoptees listening to, to hear that like it's okay that you know to wish things that had gone differently in your childhood and it's okay to to feel upset or grieve about it but there is also a chance you know moving forward, you can build these relationships with your adoptive parents and you can open up these topics that you haven't had before and it creates a, an amazing opportunity where you can build and, like, have Scott message, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like that, I remember um, it was so special when I was uh, visiting my sisters, and my mom was like, you have to send me pictures. And she's like, oh, my God, you look like so-and-so, and, you know, it it was just, like, these amazing (laughs) moments that we now can have because a lot more people are open about speaking about adoption, and it isn't as taboo and – stressful to even like bring it up saying that oh you have another sibling this so-and-so and And it's more people to love and it's a bigger family and it comes with its own complexities and beauties as well Mm -hmm. right absolutely opens up a lot of doors Yeah. Uh, so have, I know, I think Lee mentioned that you had done a little bit of research about your, your birth family. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys uh, looked into it a little bit more? Or are you guys waiting until the pandemic, sober, whenever that may <laughs> be? Right. <laughs> Who knows? 20 years down the line. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Yeah. So I, uh, so I, I mean, so what he, what I had found out before finding out about Katie and Scott. Um, we had been able to find uh, my, our biological father, um, and I found out about our two siblings in Korea. They weren't able to locate our biological mother, um, so I, I wrote a letter. He wrote one back, and I continued writing, but I never heard back from him, so that just kind of went by the wayside for years and years until i meeting Scott and Katie, and then Scott... Um, did a search through his agency to see if they could find anything else. You want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah. Um, so, uh,
3: through Dylan, uh, they had something going when I was looking that basically everything was paid for. So, some anonymous donor. So, I was like, why not try? You know, can't hurt, I guess. Um, so, you know, yeah. I filled it out, sent the information. Uh, you know, honestly, didn't expect either to get an answer or to get one quickly. But honestly, we got one back probably within a couple months. They said that they had located our biological mother. Um, and basically that she didn't want to have contact with any of us, uh, that, you know, she, and then I, in the information I had put that we had found each other, um, through DNA and she didn't even bring that up. And I guess the social worker, whoever was communicating with her, brought that up to her. I guess at that point she then admitted that there were two other kids given up for adoption as well. Um, that, that other than that, she wasn't going to give any more information. Uh, didn't want us to try to reach out to the other children that are still in Korea, uh, and basically just didn't want to hear from us again. Uh, so that was basically the end of that one. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for sharing that. Uh, it's it's very traumatic. Uh, just birth family, and when I found my birth mother, she didn't want anything to, to do with me. Um, I mean, uh, and I I feel like there's a lot of shame involved, and she was really afraid of like what people would think of her. And it's unfortunately something that we have to deal with because people just hearing like, oh, I have other sisters that were adopted, they're like, oh, well, what's wrong with your birth mother? Like, shouldn't she have done X, Y, and Z? And there's a lot of negative. Staying yeah. with it and so it, hopefully you know the next few years and that will change um and people's attitudes will change and that maybe can influence more openness but it's definitely a, a, a another challenge that we have to to go through right yeah it, it is I mean
2: it's it's the second rejection you know it is that that, Because, you know, you no matter what and like no matter how much you know about the circumstances, you still kind of have that little bit of hope in the back of your brain like, oh, it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be in reunion with them and it's going to be beautiful and we're going <laughs> to share our stories. And, you know, and a lot of the time, obviously, it doesn't go that way. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you're right, especially when you do decide to share these things with the people around you. The overwhelming majority of people do have some kind of a negative comment. They say, right, like, oh, I can't believe they would do that, and they're such terrible people, or what, you know, whatever, whatever kind of negative connotation they have in their head about it is like there must be something yeah. wrong with them, without the the knowledge about how the culture is and how shameful mm-hmm. and how stigmatized all of this is, and and then they're like, well, why don't you just go over there and like hunt down your siblings, and then I have to explain, mm-hmm. you know, well, I don't want to break up a family and like ruin lives, you know what I mean? There's so much more to it that people just don't have. Um, knowledge about. So there's a lot of ignorance that comes out of their their mouths. And then even uh, in sharing information about our, when I share things with some of my friends about our birth parents, and I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm really, I'm feeling really sad about this because our birth mother doesn't want contact. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you found your sibling. So at least you've got that going on. So it's always like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you got to feel good about it because you have this without acknowledging like, you know, all the grief that comes into play.
1: Uh, we, don't you know we, we need to be grateful all the time because <laughs> right, always always I'm so thankful right. for yeah, everything. other people comfortable <laughs> like these these, these conversations uh, yeah. they make things awkward and you know they don't want to think about that they just want to hear the clickbait story where they can just you know share it with their friends and feel good about themselves. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right exactly <laughs> exactly
2: uh
1: all my positive feelings. Adoption
2: <laughs> is love and
1: only love. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm glad that we all could have a good laugh over at it. um so I wanted to thank you all again. Um, because there's three of you, I, I usually ask people for a piece of advice or something they would want to share with adoptive parents um, and then a piece of advice that they would share with other adoptees. So I want to
3: make sure we have time to close out because we got all of -hmm. Okay, Okay. That's Mm. a good question. Well, I would say for adoptees, anybody that is even thinking about, you know, either doing birth searches or DNA tests, because in some of those groups, I see lots of people posting like, well, I don't know if I should do it because what if I find something out? What if I disrupt somebody else's life? Mm -hmm. I say, go ahead and do it because, you know, this is your life. You know, you shouldn't have to play backseat mm-hmm. to your own story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'd say if anybody that's thinking about doing it, or even if you, I, if you have the slightest inkling, why not do it? There should be nothing holding you back.
1: I, I tend to agree with that line of thinking, so. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so I guess since we're sticking on advice to Adassi's, uh I guess mine would just be kind of, you know, take, Take it at your own pace. Don't worry about what other people say because there's going to be unending opinions from other people. Like move at whatever pace you're comfortable with. Do what is best for your own well-being, for your mental health, for, you know, there's so much stuff that people don't understand and it's your experience. So make sure you are the one that makes the decisions um, and how you want to go about things. There's no wrong way to do it. You know, whatever works Um, for you as an individual. Just (laughs) do what's best for you. That's my (laughs) advice. And find communities. seek yes, got those resources yes. if you have Instagram, <laughs> even if you have IG or TikTok, like literally, like so TikTok no. anywhere. You get <laughs> <it> out. Yep.
4: <laughs> um. Let's see. I think my advice for other adoptees. Um. I would say probably, and also even adoptive parents. I think you know ultimately you know, whether you decide or you're looking into adoption or you're starting to have these conversations or you're, you know, an adoptee that's starting to embark on this journey or continuing to, you know, embark on this journey. I think it all comes down to, um, kind of adding to what Lisa said about, you know, knowing where you're at, knowing what your comfort level is, um, maybe being prepared. You know, I, I, used to say just in general, you know, I, I tend to not ask questions that I don't want the worst answer to. Um to you know as like a self-protective thing um but i think really you know it's it's like knowing your limits knowing your boundaries and then also being able to communicate those um because i am like i know you know in our um, um in our relationships like i'm i'm not definitely that that older sibling that's like mm, i haven't scratched that surface yet and I, I need a little more time but i think it's been amazing because you know Lee and scott are still here and they still love me and that also is something that's so fulfilling um, that I, I really don't have words to express, you know, how much that means. Because I have been in that, oh, I should be grateful, and I should, um, you know, I'm, I'm like a, I'm a people pleaser, and you know, I, I want to want to do everything and everything all the time. Um, but I think finally having that feeling of just that unconditional, like you do you, like we're still here and we still talk to you, we still text you, you know. Um, has just been amazing. So I think it's just, it's, it's honesty, it's transparency and just, just communicating. Yeah. It's really special to
1: have.
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh, oh okay. I guess. <laughs> so yeah.
2: advice. Go for, I know. God, emotional. Okay. Um, I guess my, so my advice, I guess, for adoptive parents would be, um, listen to adult adoptees. There is no lack of information out there now. There's no excuse. Don't shy away from things that make you uncomfortable. Read Melissa's book because it is fantastic. Um, But no, I mean, there's no shortage of really helpful information. And there are things that are going to come up that are going to be uncomfortable no matter what. And your child is going to think about certain things, whether they come to you or not. So you want to create a safe place where they do feel comfortable talking to you about those things. So do as much work on yourself as you can beforehand. And then just, you know, don't shy away from the stuff that's scary or big or tough. It's really important that you're there for your child and, yeah. you know, listen, listen to adult <laughs> adoptees. That is right.
1: <laughs> Bottom line.
3: No, that's, that's very good. I was just going to say, yeah, for adopted parents, cause you know, I had a, a couple year period where my relationship with my parents was very rocky. Um, I kind of went through my whole identity crisis during, you know, junior year in high school around that time. So a lot of rebellion, running away, you know, lots of different things happening that um, obviously, you know, I'm grateful for what I did have growing up, but there may come a time for anybody that, you know, the adoptees, you know, may have issues with being adopted or, you know, that they're don't feel like they belong in the situation. Um, and no matter how much you, you know, love your child and, you know, are grateful for them and do everything you can for them, just because those things happen doesn't mean, you know, you did something wrong and you need to try to fix it. Uh, you know, just try to go with it, you know, listen to what their feelings are. And, you know, cause you know, it could happen when you're a teenager it could happen when we're you know middle age at any point in time we may have those you know feelings at different points in our life and they're valid um people just need to be open that it's okay and you know just be as helpful as you can even if that means not trying to do anything so. perfect
1: perfect Thank you all, all three of you, Scott, Lee, and Katie, for for coming on and chatting with me today. I I know how it can be a lot to, to share our stories and finding family and the challenges and the rewards of it. So I just want you to know that it is really special that you all sat down with me today and I'm really grateful.
0: I'm so glad that you joined me today. And if you would like to hear more from Adoptee Thoughts, make sure to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And if you'd like to learn more about me, you can check out my website, adopteethoughts.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.